Hello and welcome to the June 13th edition of the Bullet Points Industry Minute, your inside pass to the business of fun. I'm a senior analyst and editor-in-chief of uh, Joy- Joy-Con magazine, uh, Reed McCarter. Uh, we're here to talk all about, that's right, uh, Gamer Christmas, uh, Great Investment Time, E3, the Electronics Entertainment Expo. And I am joined, as ever, by American financial correspondent and respected game journalist with over 40 three years of experience in the industry. Astrid Budgore. Astrid, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you, Reed? I I feel great because, you know, this, like I said, it's gamer Christmas. It's also yep. just sort of... Gaming's biggest night, as I like to call it. You can just sort of smell the money and it smells good. Yeah, there's, there's just so, um, many, so many opportunities on the floor this weekend. For everyone. Me and the, uh, me and the Touch Patters team have been uh, canvassing pretty hard out here. Yeah, I'm glad you're there. It's pretty quiet. Are you back in your hotel room now? Oh, yeah. You know, the party's here. We talked about that last episode. We don't have to get into it, but yeah. you need a break sometimes. Of course, and I hope I hope that you were either not drinking or drinking constantly. Yeah. I mean, the lower half needs a break after all that. That's a good point. Uh, over in the EU territories, we are also joined by another esteemed journalist and, and business expert, Edward Smith. Ed, how are you? Well, I'm, I'm doing good. I mean, I've flown out here uh, like I do every year, and I'm currently uh, hovering 200 feet above the LA Convention Center in the Bullet Points Industry Minute correspondence blimp. Uh, just keeping my eye on all the developments uh, on the show floor. I've got a big telescope, and uh, it's looking good. From up here, it looks good. Mm-hmm. I'm still a little bit sore that you uh, you couldn't stop by to pick me up on your way uh, all the way south. Well, we've got to, we've got to you know cover all the bases. Astrid, you're on land. I'm in the air. Reed, I understand that you're in a, a small uh, punt. Uh, yeah, and I, I've just I've just sort of uh, beached myself on. Uh, I found a lighthouse, and I've I've come up here. It's storming, and very frightening. Uh, my laptop was hit by electricity, but luckily I have two because I'm a professional. So I'm just kind of uh, you know huddled up in the top of this lighthouse, waiting it out. And uh, you know I've I've been catching up on the trailers, the conferences, the presentations, and nothing's going to stop me. I feel great. I think we've got it covered at least from all angles. Yeah. Um, and I've only, I've only coughed up half a pint of blood so far watching this. So I'm I'm feeling I'm I'm good this year. I'm good this year. I think there's a lot of stuff uh, on the show floor that is um, uh, uh, available. I I was thinking that too. You know, I obviously I haven't been there because I, I'm still sort of in this lighthouse kind of, uh, unfortunately, on the east coast of the American continent as well. Is it operational? Uh, The lighthouse? No. No, no, no. Right. No, it's it's dark in here as well. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, it's... I I haven't seen things, but I have have heard that that there are a lot of products that exist. Yeah. That... uh, And and just as exciting, many that don't exist yet at all, which which I like. Well, I, I almost like those ones more. Because they, what I like about them, the products that don't exist, is that when a product exists, it becomes something that 
is 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 like when it when it doesn't exist, it's 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 a dream. It's mm-hmm. magic, and then it's real, uh, and real isn't as good. So I like. I wish. I I sort of wish no games ever came out, and it there were only ones that there's just trailers. Yeah. It is more exciting. Understandable. Mm. Well, you know, I I know we could we could talk about this kind of thing all day because it's exciting and there's so much to go on. But we thought in in an effort to kind of narrow things down and, and kind of funnel the uh, uh, explosive um, flu- fluidity of 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 this, the the sort of uh, upset stomach of the gaming industry through a funnel that's digestible and put it right into your your mouth. Uh, we would do sort of a, a, a back and forth kind of thing here, not be completely positive, although we do like to be positive and not be completely negative, um, as, as we were infamously when No Man's Sky came out. Um, so we we have kind of we're going to direct this uh, discussion about E3 2018 into uh, best and worst business moves. So mm. we each have been. Uh, following the show, uh, Ed hovering above it, uh, Astrid, um, drunk or not drunk, as the case may be, right on the show floor, and me uh, watching things on on my boat and in this lighthouse. Um, so we'll get right into it. You know, I, I have a few things that I was really fired up to talk I, about. I'd just like to say, if if you do hear a loud noise in the background, that's just bird strike. Uh, it's happened three or four times. It's a, it's a propeller-powered uh, uh, blimp, and I've, I've at least, I'd say, six to seven hundred uh, goals. I I would give my eye teeth for a, a dazed seagull right now because I am starving. I haven't eaten in three weeks. Um, e three weeks. E, exactly. Uh, there was a car there that, that must have been Astrid because neither of us could possibly have heard that. Uh, so uh, best best and worst business moves. Uh, I, I think I'll start off with best, you know, put the positive foot forward, embrace the future. Uh, for me, it was, it was Microsoft's press conference, which uh, I think was striking. You know, we, mm. we've all discussed this quite a bit. We were on the phone um, moments after it ended talking very excitedly about it. I was out of breath. I uh, yeah, I was too because I was rowing uh, quite extensively at the time. But um, Microsoft, they they were they came out there and they I think they really put their their best foot forward. They they had a great image that they were presenting. And you know what we say about Microsoft? They're kind of they're always playing catch up, right? They that's been their predicament for this this entire console generation. Mm. Is, is they have to catch up, right? And so they came out there, and I think they they really told us what we needed or, or wanted to hear. Uh, they were out there talking about um, games as the the pinnacle of um, creativity, as a strong novel art form that is coming into its its own. It's mature, um, and then they they really proved that. You know, those can be very empty words and sort of I don't know. They they can feel sort of patronizing, especially coming from a large corporation, but they really showed how much they meant by that by they they had a ton of games and you know they just sequel after sequel after sequel which is to my to my mind i think it's it's the best sort of creative choice you can make and you know the greatest art of all time the odyssey is a sequel uh the godfather mm. part 2 is is a sequel mm. um 
it, those are the only non-games I uh, art forms I know. Uh, step up to the streets. That was very good. That was yeah. very good. Uh, just just a quick. You know, we like to get our facts straight here. You, you a minute ago you said they had a ton of games. Uh, I actually I actually checked. It was actually one thousand and six kilograms, so just over a ton. Oh. Which is really impressive. Are they, uh, by, in fact, by metric tonnage, uh, Microsoft 1006, Sony 1003. Mm. See, well, that's what I'm talking about. They're hungry, right? So they're getting out yeah. there. It's that extra three kilos, isn't it? It is. You, and you get that, and that matters at this point. That matters mm. when you have Xbox. Uh, I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I believe it's, it's three or four have been sold uh, to date. And the PlayStation 4, as we know, there are... I think it was 27 billion last time I checked. Yeah. PlayStation, PlayStation 4 sold, is that is 27 billion? That's correct. Uh, it, was, it was sold yeah. through, yeah, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I was just struck by the creativity of, you know, Gears of War 5, Unexpected, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Halo, Halo Infinite, which is Halo 6, I believe, but smart move to ditch the 6, go to an infinite, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, makes things clearer. Uh, Gear, Gears of War Funko Pop. That, hmm, I should have singled that out because that is a very, very smart move. Um, the the Funko Pop toy. No, oh, it's a game. Co- yes, collab. Yeah. 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 So uh, smart move. Because I think sometimes I think sometimes children can be sort of put off by by uh, a Marcus Phoenix type. Yeah. But you make him small and sort of well, deformed. He... No, he, he yeah exactly because he you know Marcus Phoenix, um, I, I actually that Microsoft they had a stand and they had a guy dressed as Marcus Phoenix and mm-hmm. you know young men and adults would walk past and they'd approach and they'd get a picture with him and then kids would walk past maybe you know the the under tens that demographic mm-hmm. and you'd go you'd big go, gears fans big gears fans but as you were saying they're kind of put off because he'd go up to them and go he'd go oh Marcus Phoenix oh, oh Marcus Phoenix and they and they and they didn't like that so. Yeah. I think, and he was bleeding as well, um, and quite fat, That's... and and actually wasn't working for Microsoft. But <laughs> he was there, and he'd go up to the kids and go, "Do you want a picture, you fucking like that?" And and they, it, it wasn't really working. And a, one of the Microsoft executives had to come along and and and, and ask him to leave. Um, and I think that but... showed just the, the the Funko Pop thing is going to pay off because I think they'll respond more to. You know, someone who isn't, you know, fifty plus and 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 escaped from jail. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I think you picture a, a sort of six foot five uh, Funko Pop, uh, mm. sort of four, four feet wide. Eyes. Why do you think they? Why do you think they've given it an erection though? The, the figurine. <laughs> That seems like a sideways move to me. If we're talking, well, if we're talking about reaching out to the, you know, the, the younger market, why is it? Why has it got a massive erection and pair of balls? Well, it, <laughs> it, it, the game is E ten and up, so it's the yeah. There's there's like a soft age restriction on it, so I think that's fine. Mm. And also, I think you have to remember when you scale a Funko Pop up to that size. Mm. You are going to lose a little bit of, of sort of perspective of where the legs start and end. Mm. Mm. Um, so yeah, because every every Funko Pop has that. It's just they're so small that you can't see them, mm. and they can't alter the design because of the. There's like mm. a bunch of contract stuff, so it's 
Mm. Which is smart. They're stuck with you, it. Mm. 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 Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot more I could say about that, but great, great showing. Uh, mm. Truly creative. It's the kind of thing that reminds you of why this is the number one artistic medium of all time. Yeah. Mm. Division 2. Uh, Division 2. Let's just yeah, run down correct. some of the games they announced because there's so many. Oh, uh, Devil May Cry 5. Yep. Uh, which, which is good because they... I still don't yeah. know why they... I, I mean, I've said this before about other games. Why is it not called Devil May Cry? Well, the thing is, sometimes a, a, a big number. Halo, you get to six, and you, you're going to start freaking people out a little bit. You're going to alienate mm. some consumers. Mm. Um, whereas a, a product with a five on it is just sort of a healthy... It shows a healthy legacy. Mm-hmm. It shows that you know what to expect. Um from from this product and oh, yeah, the, the Jackson Five, yeah, exactly. Um, Which was funny because there were only two and a half of them. There was the famous Five, the the book series, um, and well, they, well, there's two examples basically that were very successful. The band Five, the pop group Five Star. Uh huh. Um, well, the Beatles, yeah. you know, not successful until George Martin, mm. where well, true, yeah. They were the Fab Four and then the Asterix, which, um, at least here in Canada, they were marketed as the Fab Five and the Fivals. I don't know if there were those those five guys who sieged the Iranian embassy in London. They, you know, that they did that. That was quite good. Listen, I'm uncomfortable. I do not like discussing politics. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Division Two though was actually, I think, a strong announcement. Well, the division uh, if, two. If we can get you know, back to sort of non-partisan, mm-hmm. a game, a game set in a modern New York City where where the army is killing civilians, you know, without any uh, oversight, that is as far from politics as you can get. Yeah. So I think that it's it's nice to see. It's nice to see that no one gives a shit. You know, again, another year, and I like that. I like that. Basically, what Microsoft did was they got on stage and they said, "Listen." Um, uh, we don't give a shit, mm-hmm. and 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 they meant like just about everything about about politics, about uh, about like taste, uh, about like basic standards of entertainment and quality. And I think that that bold statement of see all this behind this is what they, you know see all this behind me all these games these I don't give a shit about any of them and you're going to buy them because you're all fucking idiots and I like that as it's a true. statement that's why they're back on of, top this year yeah I, exactly yeah. it is sort of the, the kind of the dataist phase of, of this artistic medium mm. you know we, we've sort of accomplished I think all we can yeah. with with uh, well, all the other traditional artistic phases that, you know, that we've gone through some mm-hmm. yeah, some people they you know they came on stage and they tried to sort of make a, a sort of polite display, a sort of affection, and we're in it togetherness with like gamers and stuff. And I know that that does work, but it doesn't play to like the the savvy consumer. Right. What I liked was that at the end of the Microsoft concert, uh, Phil Spencer, after saying you know I don't care and you're all you're all fucking de- like devoid, <laughs> I like that he ended he ended his speech by by shooting a dog, <laughs> because I think that that you know when he shot that dog. In the in the head, yeah. and then mm-hmm. kicked it, and they kicked it, and he said, "Get that fucking thing out of my sight." <laughs> and I, I think that that I think that that kind of, you know, business swagger, 
is what well, people respond to. Dead Alsatians. Now, uh, Ed, uh, you have a long history as a respected game journalist, and I remember speaking to you back at, at the time when, when yeah. uh, you could sort of see that that Microsoft and especially uh, Spencer were, were moving this way when I remember mm. he, he singled out um, uh, one small freelance uh, British journalist who gave an unsatisfactory review to a, a car racing title and <laughs> and talked mm. about how this is a disgrace to the industry and I, I think mm. that's uh, you could really see the sort of evolution of this style you could mm. see it back then and it was commendable then and it's only better now it's just he's just built on that, you know. He's gone from strength to strength. You know, we talked about the Beatles earlier. I think him singling out that that reporter in a way that wasn't at all petty and vindictive and pathetic, and then and that was his kind of um, help. And then shooting the <laughs> shooting the dog and kicking it and saying, "I don't want to see that fucking thing ever again," was his like rubber soul. So I uh-huh. think that you know, five years from now. Maybe he's gonna like just drive a car into a group of people, and that will be his like Abbey Road. Yeah, the roof of the roof of uh, Abbey Road Studios, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but we we should move on now because we, the, we know, should... Microsoft weren't the only um, the only the only the only people. Well, people, <laughs> you know, inverted commas there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we can just go quite quickly over this because you know we do want to keep this positive, and we have talked about how. Uh, Microsoft's creativity and embrace of the art form and Phil Spencer shooting the dog were uh, some of the highlights of the entire show. Um, and, and the worst, I think, was the decision made by Sony to, uh, for I think a, a third or fourth year in a row here, uh, allow 10 minutes of, of time to be given to uh, the new video game Death Stranding. Oh, which has... You know, just just to summarize very quickly, it was uh, from a proven um, sort of franchise master, uh, Hideo Kojima uh, of of Japan, uh, did great work there. Um, and and sadly, you know, um, this this whole mess that happened cost a lot of people a lot of money, and mm. it was pretty unfair. Yeah, um, I mean, if he listen, we all agree that if he could just keep his ego out of the equation. And work on well, the, free-to-play survival games. This never would have happened. And the real problem is, you remember hearing those those things about sort of the corporate abuse that was kind of baked into the company culture there. And those people really ruined a good franchise for everybody by by sort of speaking to reporters about that. Right. Like yeah. you, that's not the done thing. You just you keep your head down and you work. It's about the exactly. games. Mm. Exactly. So, fair play. He is a genius, though, uh, an auteur. Um, sort of the uh, Kubrick of our industry, and he uh, is working on a new project uh, by himself entirely, no one else helping him, um, called Death Stranding. I think and he's better than Kubrick. Just, I think he's better than Kubrick because, unlike Kubrick, he's not dead. <laughs> That's a very good point, and Which also I think puts him above, you know. Yeah. Cl- Clockwork Orange, um, no interactivity whatsoever. No. Just, no. People criticize Hideo Kojima for you know cutscene length, but that was you know uh, the, the Shining. It's, it's a two and a half hour cutscene. Yeah, exactly. I kept waiting for the start button to pop up, and it yeah. never did. Anyway, just to be brief here, they showed you know yet another year of this Death Stranding, which which I don't get because I don't I, I don't recognize any of these characters. Um, yeah. I it has music that is not orchestral. 
um, and sort of um, kind of the the bland orchestral background hum that that I expect from trailers. Uh, a new IP, which is risky, a terrible business move. Yeah, new yeah, IP at E3. It's what is he it's, thinking? It's not the place for it. No, I don't know. And he shows this thing. He by himself on stage. He comes out and he says, I, "I've been sitting in my apartment making this." Yeah, he had by his myself. laptop. He had his laptop uh, hooked up to the projector. Yeah, and uh, anyway, and and he's showing this thing off. And I, yeah, like I said, I don't recognize anything. I can't tell what the story is. Uh, yep. Not uh, if there are guns, I don't remember them. No, you, um, there's there's no 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 HUD, no heads up display. It's just no control. Incomprehensible. Yeah. And how it's long, unwelcoming. How long is the game? We don't know. Is there multiplayer? Yeah, still nothing. Pre release the pre release bonuses. Yeah, what's the collector's edition look like? It's like he's never yeah. done this before. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I I even looked to see if there was a pre order page yet with uh some of these details and nothing. So Right. Terrible business move. Well, I don't know said, what Sony's thinking. He said that you could you have to mail him directly the money right and that when it's out he'll ship it to you well, which is i mean like like you say reed he's making he's knitting it himself from that's... scratch i mean he, you know he came out with with um that you know he'd done a lot of it he, he had quite a big sort of it looked like a tabard that he'd been doing but it was actually death stranding mm-hmm. and he had you know his needles and like in a thimble and yeah. you know he sort of kept people kept saying you know what you're doing and he kept saying I'm trying to concentrate and he was just knitting it on stage for about 15 minutes and I I, I like that sort of homemade I don't look. I don't care well, for it well I, I like it but only when it's done by a studio yeah I yeah I mean do we need to bring up the obvious the canonical example would be uh, Unravel huge success in every way yeah, possible exactly. and it was a yeah. a really personal meaningful uh, impactful project, and they and they made that out of you know macaroni and super glue. And, yeah, and that... it, but but it was you know it was hundreds of people doing it, so it, it wasn't it wasn't you know, which is good. Shit. Yeah, and you know that that I think sums up a lot of this death stranding stuff is it it feels too, uh. Too unlike other things, I don't care for that. It feels like a human being with an actual sort of style and and uh, sort of like you know, for better or worse, their own sensibilities. Well, has, I'll tell you what, has worked I, on this. I, I don't care for that. I'll tell you what doesn't feel like any of those things, and that was my winner of the show. If we're going to pick a winner, oh, please, or a loser, you know, a, a, a positive and a negative. Um, one of the something that I felt didn't have like a, a, a shred of humanity or heart or soul or or anything that made me think that it was um made by like flesh and blood individuals was Fallout 76 which which impressed me now i know a lot of people thought that that franchise was done after um Fallout 75 but um the 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 stuff that they showed at E3 well it was a bit of a weird conference wasn't it because Todd Howard from Bethesda he came out and to begin with, he led the entire audience in a in a two and a half hour Catholic mass, <laughs> um, which I think threw off some people to begin with. But you got to remember, this is Bethesda, and they you know they like to they like to do things a little differently. They're the studio that tries to combine that sort of outsider uh, art 
thing with mm-hmm. you know, main, mainstream high-end production value. So he, you know, he came out and he said, Dominus Duas, um, Requienus in Pache and all that kind of stuff. And, and we were all, I think with the three of us, we're sitting there thinking, you know, okay, let's see where this is going. I, the Catholic Church makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean, he I, was also he was also bleeding from the forehead, and he had half a handle of whiskey in his hand. <laughs> yeah, and obviously he had to step over the the dog brains, um, as well. Um, uh, and then that that little boy covered in soot came on and and, and mopped them up. Um, but it was it was an interesting start to the the Bethesda conference. Um, you know, when, when he had to give communion to uh, 18,000 people. Yeah. But, but after that was over and they rolled on Fallout 76. Now, the weird thing to me about the Fallout 76 presentation was, you know, usually they have that big, you know, they have a huge screen. Basically, mm-hmm. Todd Howard went off stage and just wheeled on a, a single, like, CRT television and then well, plugged it, plugged no, it in. And and like put in a VHS, and I thought, again, it, we all had to sort of squint. Yeah, but what you could make out looked very promising to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then again, he sort of he pushed the television off the stand, and he said he said, um, uh, "Rest in peace," <laughs> and then he and then he went away, and I thought, wow, if that doesn't revitalise the Fallout franchise, I don't know what will. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a that's a good point. I thought the CRT was, you know, I, I was watching it um, again. It was nighttime at this point on the, mm. on the waves, and I was so cold that everyone sort of having the the blood of Christ was. I really was envying you quite a bit. So my my perspective on this might be skewed. I was so cold. I just wanted a little bit of warmth. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I thought the CRT was sort of. Um, you know, just sort of a an ode to old technology, uh, mm. which is a sort of a fallout staple, right? It's it's a good way to reinforce that the brand is yeah is old, shitty, useless technology. Mm. Um, and I, and I like that juxtaposition of saying, "Hey, remember CRTs? Remember when maybe you were a kid? That that was fun. Um, and now, if you want to play this, it, it's going to look very good, though. It, yeah. It's cutting edge technology on it's it's and the fact that it's fallout you know 76 the 76 fallout it's it's artistic excellence in the same vein as as gears of war 5 yeah in Mm. in my opinion and Mm. also that todd had his penis out the entire time and it was just sort of he was standing next to the crt so it's sort of floating there (laughs) to the right in the frame yeah and what did you what did you think of the stilts I, I couldn't see them. Oh, that's a shame well because it was yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's already quite a tall guy, and you know, by the time, well, he went, he went, came on with one set, and then he went off, and he came on with a bit that was slightly like, bigger still. By the end, he was like interfering with the ceiling fans. Um, but it was, it was interesting. Now, what, what I thought was less interesting, if we're talking about losers of E3, was the new Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey. Oh. What's that? I well, it's mm. set. It's set in Greece, right? Mm. Which oh. I think is no. Which it's I think is it's interesting... set. It's set in the world of Super Mario Odyssey. Is it? Yeah. Is that right? Because when they when they said it was set in Greece, 
Um, I was excited because to me, you know, Greece is, you know, I'm, I'm thinking uh, rock and roll, leather jackets, um, uh, songs. Um, you know, I thought that was a really interesting historical period for them to go back to. Is, is, Austerity, is, is, I, I like as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that too. Um, so I was, I was optimistic because they said, you know, we're going we're to set it in Greece. Uh, and then, yeah, it turns out it's set in the same universe as super, last year's Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, last year. Just, I, exactly, yeah. and that's it, isn't it's it? It's this year. Yeah, that's, isn't it? You, you, yeah, it's this year. This year. So, I don't that's know. True. What, 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 what Astrid, shine some light on this for me, because, I mean, um, Ubisoft is, um, well, they're not an American company, but they some of the people who work for them sometimes go to America. So I, I'm interested what the American perspective would be on, on this. Um, no one here... Are you going to buy it? No, no one in America plans to buy the game. Have you asked everyone? Yeah. yeah. The, the Twitch chat cleared that up. Mm. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm of two minds about this, because on one hand... It's a bad business decision because America is a great market that you have to appeal to, um, and you see, you know, the your your divisions I think are great for the American market that wants to see. How about your divisions? How about your divisions too? Uh, yeah, Those exactly. Are good as well. Sorry. Yeah, um, but but Americans traditionally do not want to play things that do not take place in America. So right. I, I think that's a a bad just a poor business choice I don't understand how that got through and that's always been the Assassin's Creed games problems is um, you know they they don't always succeed at it but this attempt to try to sort of expose an American audience to different cultures and and, and uh, yeah. different countries histories is it's it's a it's a poor choice you know you're never going to make your money that way well I think they're uh, moving in the right direction because they need they did Egypt now they're doing Greece mm-hmm. um so that you know, next if they did like hmm. Spain, and then eventually we, you know we keep going further west, and eventually they might get to they're moving in the right direction. They might get to America. I hope they don't overshot and end up in like you know Japan. Um, mm-hmm. but too far. You yeah, too far. But yeah, they might get there eventually because what I'd like to play is an Assassin's Creed game set in. Um, like you were saying, in, in America, in all of America, well, like every yeah, part I, of it. I think something... To, uh, to scale. Yeah, and we, we've seen sort of a real rallying of, of the American heartland in, in recent years, and I think you'd get a great response to, you know, Assassin's Creed, full colon, Des Moines Island. <laughs> you know, I, I think... <laughs> I think you could really look into um, sort of the last 20 years or so, uh, recreate the the football scores, um, just sort of the daily workings of the town. Mm. Um, the historical figures, like there was a postman who lived there named uh, oh, Bill Bill uh, Penman, I think was his name. Um, yeah. yeah. Astrid, you remember? You're, he's an American. Yeah, um, yeah, we all knew him. Yeah, but anyway, so that that's troubling. But again, Ubisoft and, and Nintendo, this Assassin's Creed uh, Mario crossover is, you know, Rapids Mario was great. 
big big seller. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think the Assassin's Creed series is suffering by not featuring as one of its non-playable characters Bill Penman. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, know, we've, we've had Queen Victoria. We've had, we've had um, Leonardo da Vinci. When's when's Penner's going to get a look? In? That's true. I mean, you want something relatable. You have in yeah. this in, in this last one, Cleopatra, Julius Caesar. Mm. Um, you know, you, you do not need that. And now they're saying what Socrates? Mm. Uh, who who mm. the fuck is Socrates? You know? Shit. You know, it's it's ivory tower bullshit. Yeah. And and I want Bill Penman. That I don't know if you remember Bill Penman as well as I do, but he was a down to earth guy. And he, he was, was just, a di- he was a died in the wall figure, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, and you know he could talk your ear off for days about carburetors. Mm. And they're yeah. wasting this this uh new approach to dialogue choices. You can't talk to anyone about carburetors. He used to come to East Wall. I mean you could you bang on your door. Oh, sorry, Astrid, this is America, and who are we? Yeah. You could, uh, you could get Joe the Plumber in there. Mm. As a... Well, he's an, yeah. As an NPC. Now, is he from Des Moines, Iowa? I think he is from, uh, Ohio. You, uh, you could get, uh, a Slipknot appearance in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, I believe they may be from Des Moines, but uh, there's, there's just there's a lot of American people that you could put in a Assassin's Creed game. You know, I'd like to <laughs> see I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Jeff Cook, um, but uh-huh. you know they've just they've not latched on yet to that market. You know, all all of these historical figures from around America. You know, um, where, where's Peter Humphreys? That's a good where's, point. You know, where's where's um, uh, Alan Wickham? You know, uh, it's just a, it seems a waste to me. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. it is a waste. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back back to the positive. I know Astrid, you wanted to yeah uh, present our, our last uh, best and worst business moves of E three. Yeah, so uh, I think that personally, my favorite and more importantly, the um, the wisest business decision was. Um, the decision of Ubisoft to get Joseph Gordon-Levitt and his company to basically wrangle people into giving them assets on spec. So basically, um, they need like background art and just bits of bits of assets for the game. Um, because uh, they only have two people working on it at the studio. And they were like, well, there's only one option to get this thing shipped. And that's to um, enlist uh, just normal people to finish the rest of the game. So, like, levels, you know, UI assets, NPCs, dialogue options, that's all going to be um, made by fans, you know. So fans will submit their ideas, and if they get used... You'll get paid for it, um, which is what now, they what they say. But you know, I think there's some wiggle room there for them to to you know just put a spin on somebody's idea and then not have to pay them for it, so they can right. you know plausible deniability there. That's small. So like if someone right. if someone says you know 
I think the final boss of this game should be um, an android rhinoceros. Mm. And they make an android elephant. Yeah. The, and that's, the, the, that's, 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 that's ironclad, yeah. Yeah, then they're free and clear. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think this is brilliant. Yeah, because um, the, like their their budget for the game is massive, but they only have two employees. There's yeah, that's really right. No they, other option. I don't. I don't think it's smart. Yeah, and you know, I think we've heard for a long time the really smart thing is is saying we want, you know, this is your game, gamers, and and getting that message out there and really sort of uh, creating this. Um, plausible and very healthy link between uh, consumer and uh, and and uh, product yeah and th- this feels like the evolution of that the only thing that kind of gave me pause was I-, I was thinking well how much money are you gonna have to put up to to get these crowdsource assets and uh, do you remember what that was Astrid how much they they put for that well like I said they have a the uh, Ubisoft uh, is it Montpellier the French French Ubisoft arm has um, $17 billion lined up for this game. And, uh, you know, Ansel, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Eve. Eve. No, the Michael Ansel, right? Oh, anyway, yeah, he's uh, the Michael, designer. Michael, Michael Ansel. Yeah, it's it's him. It's him and his nephew, and they said um, <laughs> you can have fifteen in a van, I believe. It's yeah, his nephew in a van. Yeah, and that's why it's taken so long. Obviously, the first game came out in two thousand three, and since then they've been they've been sharing one computer to develop the game, <laughs> and so they said, look, you can have seventeen billion of this, or I'm sorry, fifteen of the of the full seventeen billion to get these assets going. And then Ubisoft takes um, a 99.9% cut of that. Which is smart. That's that's, yeah, that, that's, that's really that's where that's yeah, that's really where their cash flow comes from on this is the um the 14.9999999 billion dollars. Mm. I actually I actually bumped into Michael and uh, his nephew um Corey and um, he was just he just he, he opened the sliding door on the side of the van just so he could empty out their chemical toilet and uh, I said to him um, how's how's Beyond Good and Evil 2 going and he looked at me and he went uh, it's Beyond Good and he and he winked and uh, sh- and he shut the door and then and then I was about to walk off and he opened the door again and he, it's just because um, a bit of uh, uh, piss was still in the bottom of the bucket, so he had to just tip it like right up, and then he and then he shut the door again. Um, and then I, I loved uh, your your article on that as well. Well, I, I I, it was, was a really it was a dream come true. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I also liked it when Joseph Gordon-Levitt came on stage on the on the on the Segway with the megaphone, and he did a few yeah, laps yeah. on the stage, and then he yeah, and then he screamed into the megaphone, "Oh, mama!" <laughs> we are gonna make a video game, and I, I thought that that was <laughs> just really in the spirit of E3. Now, did you see him on the show floor? Because I heard he was doing another uh, sort of helping publicize the game by just picking the pockets of everyone and uh, d- removing the cash, putting it in his own pocket. Yeah, and then, he, he... And then throwing all the wallets in the garbage. 
yeah, he had a long coat on and, and fingerless gloves. And, um, and uh, yeah, he was sort of walking around with... Um, if you imagine the sort of, like, shadow that uh, Mr. Hyde casts. And he was sort of walking right, around right. like that and, uh, and stealing from people. And I actually, I actually caught him stealing from, from someone's uh, pocket. And I said, you know, is that, are they okay with that? And he said... He said, uh, "Yep." Yeah. Well, they're and contributing then, to then, the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then he walked off. Yeah, and I, th- this mm-hmm. is you know I should have mentioned his involvement in this plan. Really, I think really gives it some backing because he he's a true artist. You know, mm. he uh, his he he's been in movies. Uh, we got Don John. We did. Uh, that was great. Fifty fifty. Yeah. Break. Those two specifically. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's sort of, yeah, sort of an, an America's sweetheart. So that, that's part of, you know, we've all known him since he had the the long <clears throat> kind of ponytail and he was a child on Third Rock mm. from the Sun. Mm. And that's the kind of face, you know, a handsome man, endearing smile. Yeah. And, that, and that's the kind of face you want <clears throat> out there. Um, sort of putting a human element on on uh, how, how they're going to compensate for right. Michelle yeah. Ansel and his nephew Corey making everything and everyone else making the rest. Right, he's sort mm. of the, the trusted uh, human face. And then he says mm. that uh, all the money goes to the, the, uh, the game. So if they have them out there to lie about it, it goes down a lot easier. Much easier, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't mind being lied to as long as the person lying to me is famous. Right. Because yeah. in previous years when, um, obviously, respected Ubisoft CEO, Yves Gilmont, you know, he's he can be aggressive. Mm. Now, listen, I, I've had something kind of uh, uh, chewing at me for the last few minutes here, and... I, you know, you, you work in the Canadian markets like I do, and and it's it's just nails on a chalkboard to hear uh, the two of you, and, and I'm really in, embarrassed, and you know, I, I'm not sure we can work together because it's going to start impacting my brand if I continue to hear you pronounce, you know, these these French names, uh, Eve is 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 Ives or whatever, whatever nonsense came from. <laughs> <laughs> came from that corner. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here in my lighthouse, and sorry, maybe I'm getting a little bit testy because I, I, the storm is not stopping, and these rats are starting to chew through my my socks. Yeah, um, I mean, look in in this business, it's not how your name is pronounced; it's how much you make. That's mm. okay. I'm I'm back. That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> We need, to, uh, we need to we need to get this done, don't we? We've got, we've we got do. the rest of the show yeah. to go and watch, you know? It's mm-hmm. true. Alright, so my loser for for the show um is uh your wallet. Oh. Yeah. See that that's interesting. That's interesting because I know what you're saying, but I think my wallet is winning because it's it's you know how you know how when you're full and then you get you you're sick, you go and then you're like, oh, that was nasty, but at least I feel better. My wallet is full, and I think it's looking forward to vomiting all of my money out, mm-hmm. and then it will feel better. So when when these games finally are released in in like the twenty forties or whatever, I think that my wallet is going to be a winner. But Astrid, you seem to see it differently. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm being a little ironic with that because obviously, the more money uh, that you I, I that you that put means. into this industry, the better. <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah. Well, I, yeah. Again, I, I think that irony is is maybe the, the sort of the wrong tone to be taking. Um, and and I, I'm I'm upset again now. You're, you're, um, I should I should be respectful. This is a time to be respectful of, of video games and, and their development studios and the various franchises thereof. and um, The IP. The, the IP. And um, again, not sure if I'm getting testy because these, these, little, these little teeth really are starting to dig into the bottom of my, my foot now. Um, just, just one last thing. Did anyone actually know what E3 stands for? I, it's not an acronym. Well, I, I asked a few people and I got varying answers. Uh, oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I actually didn't know. And um, it's hard to see from all the way up here, like the signs and, and everything. And I, I got a few people, and, and one, one of them said it just stood, it stands for uh, eggs, eggs, eggs. Mm. Um, one, of them, one of them said uh, it, it stands for electricity eats Englishmen. Mm. Uh, and then an, another person said um, uh, electronic entertainment uh, eulogy um, which I, <laughs> and I, I, I don't know I don't know uh, <coughs> oh oh the, uh, the the rat here says it actually just stands for E which is um, I, I think maybe the actual real answer because he really committed to that yeah yeah, yeah, like a like a sort of expression of delight. Yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, well, you know, I think the no the skies aren't clearing, but I I do have to to figure something out here uh, pretty soon. So batteries running out, and uh, gosh, maybe I should have called the coast guard. But I, I'm glad I I'm glad I did this and, and spoke to both of you because it makes me feel a little bit more connected, a little less alone. Mm. Good. Yeah, well, that's what games are for. Yeah, I think you played you played enough you played enough Tomb Raider to get yourself out of this one. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I uh, <clears throat> I suppose that that does it. I mean, uh, there's there's plenty more out there, and and there's still a little bit of show left to savor. You can uh, put it in a little doggy bag and and take it home with you if you don't want to use it all up right now. Um, but but those are our. Our, uh, our big thoughts you know mm. and, and hopefully we, we've given you an idea of, of sort of where things stand right now um, and uh, yeah so just a brief recap um, we went through if you, if you want to write this down or, or remember it uh, the, the best and worst business moves of the show uh, the best um, for, for my ballots was Microsoft's Embrace of Creativity and Phil Spencer Killing That Dog uh, the worst was was Death Stranding having an original identity. Uh, Ed best business move um, was Fallout seventy seven. Uh, it's oh. six. No, it's six this year. Right, seventy seven yeah. is next. Oh uh, no, seventy seven. Seventy seven is next month. Now is the embargo up on that? I just said. Uh, uh, I'll check on that before we go to uh, print. Okay, so th- that was Ed's uh, Fallout seventy six and. Uh, and Todd Howard 
with his with his stilts. Uh, his worst business move was the upsettingly foreign set Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh. Uh, Astrid uh, uh, pointed out best business move was was that kind faced, earnest seeming consummate grifter Joseph Gordon Levitt uh, putting putting a happy face on on uh, Eve and, and his nephew Corey making Beyond Good and Evil as hard as they can and with your help and the losers were I'm not going to say it again because I still think it was disrespectful oh alright I think the loser is the um, the coward journalist who tried to interrogate the division developers about the um, the so-called politics in their games. Yeah, and then and then, then yeah, and then the the developer Rayleigh laughed in his face and then um, pissed on his shoes. <laughs> well, they actually I actually saw a crowd of people leaving E3 with with that journalist's uh, they just they just like carrying his body. <laughs> um, so I, I yeah I mean justice was served. Yeah, uh, I think I think the loser was like books and shit. That's you know I was that's the f- most uncanny thing. I was just thinking, the movie industry, bye bye. Yeah, yeah. Books done. Take a take a hike, Shakespeare. Mm. Mm. Music, I got enough music in my video games. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's us then. Yeah, the, yeah. Let's, that, let, let's let's get back to the fun of business and yeah. games. Yeah, so uh, I, I've been uh, Reed McCarter. Uh, um, you, you know me. I, I'm. I've been in this. Uh, I've been in this industry for a long time. You know, straight white guy got great magazine jobs at all the recognizable places. You know my name. Um, the, the the other two of you, can you can you say goodbye? I can't remember you quite as well. Uh, you can find me. I'm Ahmed Smith. Uh, I'm I'm uh, editor in chief of um, uh, Despairing Gamer and you can find me uh, on Twitter at Inexplicably Successful uh, yeah. uh, I'm Astrid me and the, the Joy Patters or sorry <laughs> the Touch Patters <laughs> team will be here for several months um, just, <laughs> just making sense of the innovation yeah yeah, well, that's uh, that's gonna wrap it up. Um, as always, uh, uh, Merry Christmas. I mean, it's, I have a great E three. Hey, uh, hey, hey, yeah. Well, what's the difference, huh? Yeah. What is the difference? And uh, don't don't ever drink. <laughs>